welcome back. This is Kenzie Costar. She is a mindset manifestation coach, and she is here to tell us about a crazy story. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about where your story begins? You had a lot of anxiety, and you changed your life completely. So I started getting panic attacks about two years ago now. And what felt like it happened out of nowhere, it was actually a lead up of, you know, all my past, you know, traumas and things that I was running away from, things that I was suppressing, but I didn't realize it at the time. Um, another big part of my anxiety was not living into my potential. Like I knew I was living a life that was not aligned with how I really wanted it to look. I was just kind of moving through the motions. And so because of this, I kind of hit a wall where all of a sudden I had my first panic attack and I had no idea what that was. Um, what what was that panic attack? Like Yeah, that panic attack was honestly what I would consider my near death experience because it, it came over me so physically, right? Like it was huge in my physical body. It wasn't so much in my, you know, mind as we think mental health is, it really gave me the flutters, the, the pounding chest. I couldn't breathe. You know, my hands were starting to get, um, kind of, you know, stuck frozen. Like I felt like I literally couldn't move. And so when you hear about fight, flight or freeze, it was like, I literally froze. And so at that point, I, you know, luckily was with my boyfriend at the time, and he was able to drive me to the hospital, um, because it was that real, like, I actually thought that was going to be my last Right. Like, you know, sometimes we think mental health is like, you know, we we can have depression or suicidal thoughts and anxiety. And we think, you know, sometimes we just want to die. But this was actually a really big introspection for me of like, I don't want to die. And I have so much life left to live. And I can't believe that this might be it. Right. It was like fear of impending doom. It was like the whole world just came crashing on top of me. And so upon going to the hospital, you know, I got all these tests done and everything was completely fine. And so the thing that I heard a lot of the time was that I'm a young, healthy girl. There's nothing wrong with me. I just have anxiety. And so when you don't even know what anxiety is, like, that's a really big pill to swallow. <laughs> wow. So how did, how, so if people who are listening, who, who may be having anxiety, but not realizing it, what are maybe some now that you can go back and look back, what are some tips you can give them to realize that they may be having anxiety but not knowing it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we all have this intuition or this niggle that kind of like lives inside of us that's always telling us like what we should be doing, but we're constantly ignoring it or we're suppressing that voice in the back of our head or that gut feeling that something just isn't aligned or something isn't right. And it's like, when we're ignoring it constantly, that's actually us like pushing ourselves further and further away from our true north. And so that's when I think the anxiety starts to grow is the further we get away from that. And the more we ignore that part of ourselves, because that is, you know, what I think in my personal opinion, where, where society is kind of like evolving is, you know, in the past, we were all about being fit and getting into the physical body and nurturing ourselves. And that was like a huge thing across social media platforms. And then we started moving into this mental health, you know, phase and area, but I also think there's this spiritual health that we're also kind of missing and it is the piece to the puzzle of, you know, the whole mind, body, spirit 
thing we got going on here, right? So I think definitely starting to listen to your intuition because you know, right? Like, you know, deep down what feels right and what doesn't. And I think a lot of the time, at least for me, we start to have anxiety when we're just not living into our life's purpose. And we yeah. don't even have to know what that is, but we, we know when it's off. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I, the way I see it, my perspective, and I was tell there's like a dream that's nagging at you. There's a thought that keeps coming back, or there's something you want to do or be or have, and it keeps coming back and you, you push it away and it, it'll keep surfacing in new ways every time. So yeah. what was your, what was your dream or your calling that you ended up switching or tell us about your, your shift? Yeah, honestly, I feel like, again, in retrospect, because when you're moving through the motions, it's messy. You don't know what's up. You don't know what's down. Like you're just trying to, you know, feel better. That's ultimately what we're all trying to do. We're all just trying to feel better. We're trying to feel happier, more joy, more peace, whatever it is. We're always chasing an emotion, right? And so for me now looking back, I can see like anxiety was my call to awakening. Like that is what it was. And so when I was moving through it, I really decided that I did not want to take the traditional kind of like medicine route where, you know, doctors were kind of telling me like, it's mental health, here's a pill that will like, you know, temporarily solve your problems. And so again, everybody's situation is totally different, but my intuition was telling me something else. It was telling me that there was a another route, there was a better route, and I had to figure it out for myself, essentially, or at least like start that process by myself to really look for another option that wasn't the one being presented in front of me, right? Because I really believe we are our own best doctor. Nobody cares more about our health and our Definitely. well-being than we do. <laughs> and we have to own that. We have to, we have to own that, right? So I, I stepped into that ownership. I took responsibility. And I just, for some reason thought, you know what, I'm just going to start doing yoga. I'm going to start meditating. I'm going to start journaling. I'm going to start spending time in nature. So really just like getting grounded in what's real, right? Like meditation is going to help you clear your mind and, and, and overcome those thoughts. Yoga is going to help you move your body. And then spending time in nature is going to give you that fresh air and, and, you know, spending time with the earth, which is a part of us. It's where we come from. Right. And so at least in, in this body on this planet, <laughs> And so upon doing those things, I just, I just said to myself, I'm going to do this consistently every single day and commit to it, commit to myself and commit to actually changing my identity because I was not willing to accept that reality that was actually kind of labeled on me through the doctors and through the medical system, right? Like sometimes when we get labeled with you're an angry person or you have anxiety or you have ADHD, then all of a sudden we think we're broken or we think that that's who we actually are. When in fact, you always have the power to choose who you are and who you're going to become. And, you know, as humans, we're always changing, we're always evolving. And so, yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. You touched on self-identity because that's something I'm, I'm also going into is that if you want to change your habits, you can put a goal or you can go deeper and make a system, but to actually mm -hmm. change who you see yourself as and change your self-identity and how you, that'll change exactly how you react to your environment. So if, for people to relate, maybe they're in an earlier stage or a later stage, what, what was your previous identity before you started doing yoga? How did you mm -hmm. perceive yourself? And then once you were uh, diagnosed with all these panic attacks, 
how did your self-identity shift? Yeah, I mean, my self-identity before I, you know, started doing these self-healing, you know, modalities and, and work of that sort, I identified as someone who was broken. I identified as somebody who, you know, looked confident and appeared a certain way on the outside, but like, on the inside, I had zero self-worth. I had zero self-confidence. I was attracting, you know, opportunities and just like things into my life, relationships into my life that just were simply not aligned with what I wanted because that it was, I mean, it was aligned with how I felt. It just wasn't aligned with what I wanted. Right. So I really felt like I had no hope. Like that's, that's, that was the feeling. Like I felt like I was a failure. I felt like really just a lot of like low vibrational feelings and emotions, even though again, it didn't look like it on the outside. Right. And some people, you know, who I did have really great relationships with in my life, like honestly couldn't even understand what I was going through or relate to it or see it. Right. They, like they saw something totally different than what I felt. And so I noticed that there was like this disconnect between even like my loved ones in my life to help me kind of overcome this hurdle. So that's where I really started to outsource myself you know, online and Google and, you know, other people who maybe, you know, went through something similar, but everybody's anxiety is different too. Right. And the trigger can be different and that's the unique thing. So it's finding what works for you, but, you know, to continue answering your question, um, once I started moving through the anxiety, like, and getting labeled as somebody who had anxiety, I was frustrated. I was like, I almost, and this is going to sound so bad, but I almost wish that it was something physical because then at least it would be like, here's your label. That's what it is. But when you're labeled with mental health or anxiety or panic disorder, you're like, well, now what, you know, like, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to fix? Like, there's no, like, you can't go in for surgery for that. You can't get stitched up for that. So you're kind of like, so what am I supposed to do with this? And then that can leave a person, you know, spiraling kind of downwards potentially for a long time. If, you know, you're not kind of like on that ball and, and taking, you know, becoming your own best advocate for yourself. So that's kind of like what it pushed me towards. At first it was really frustrating. At first I felt, you know, even more hopeless. Um, and then I started to learn and I started to grow and I started to understand and research. And then that put me on to like a whole new trajectory where it led me into becoming somebody who is committed, who is disciplined, who is, you know, taking ownership of my life and responsibility so yeah it was a pretty big involvement <laughs> that's really amazing that's um that's something you talked about was the how your whole life was reflecting back to you the emotion you're holding inside and so it's it's so amazing no matter how you look at it i really feel the most powerful thing you can do is just shift your emotions and as an example for because some people say that's too bougie bougie and some people are more spiritual and they say yeah exactly like if someone is if someone is like if you were like not smiling and really angry uh, or if anyone who's doing that I think nobody wants to be your friend if you're just <laughs> like a stranger doesn't want to come to you so opportunities turn themselves away to you whether they're through people or events or things we can't even understand our emotions they change our health and so it's it's really amazing that you were able to identify that um, what you were aligned with was your your negative emotions, and the, or vice versa, the items uh, that were coming into your life. So, so where are you? Where are you now? Like, how did so now that you went through your um, 
panic attacks and your diagnosis and you realize that I'm going to do yoga and be healthy, get fresh air, change my environment. What are the biggest and most dramatic shifts you see in your life now? Ooh, the most dramatic, honestly, like the biggest one is the confidence. Like I actually can say, oh my gosh, I feel confident. I feel happy. And these are things that like, we're always kind of chasing after, right? Like we're always thinking I'll be happy when I overcome my anxiety or I'll be happy when I get the job. I'll be happy when I get the relationship. I'll be happy when, right? And same thing goes with, I'll be successful when, I'll be confident when, you know? And, and we're actually having to realize that you don't have to have anything in your external environment show up for you to have a certain feeling or emotion. That is where you start to become the creator and you turn into your internal environment and you fortify those feelings to, you know, reflect into your external environment. You don't let the environment control you because then you're just giving all your personal power away. And that's something that I think not many of us are taught and not many of us even know that we have that capability, but it's so true. And so when you actually take that, you know, information and you actually apply it to your life and you say, well, wait a second, like, okay, how can I be happy right now? What, you know, what makes me happy? Like, well, what does the feeling of happiness even feel like inside my body? Once you can start asking yourself these, you know, self-reflective questions and you can start just like putting yourself in that state without any, you know, external validation or support, you will find happiness now and you do not have to wait for it. That is so amazing and so profound. And I think that's really helpful for a lot of people, no matter where they are in their life, is to yeah. start their shifts from within, from the internal world, and then their external world will follow suit. Yes, yeah. So how can people find you as a manifestation coach? Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram. That's kind of like my hub. So at Kenzie CoStar um, is probably going to be the best place. But on Facebook, I'm also there at Mackenzie CoStar. So M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Um, those are probably going to be the best places. And then on my Instagram, I have um, a link in my bio. So if anybody wanted to book like a 30 minute consultation call or just you know chit chat get to know each other more that's kind of where I'm located that's really great okay so um I think this was a really helpful talk and um yeah I I'm really grateful to have you uh over here so yeah if there's any comments we'll we can answer them or we can answer them over time but yeah. let's let me know if there's any comments because I'm on zoom so I can't see anything and there was no comments yet. So uh, yeah, so thank you for being here and we'll, we'll see you again, hopefully. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks everyone.